Hello and welcome to The Loudspeaker, your definitive guide on how to scale your startup. This first tip for every fintech startup is what are the media and press saying about us, how are we being perceived by these people? PR stunts are any activities that allow you to engage with the audience. I don't agree with the fact that our publicity is good publicity. Here is where we talk to communications professionals from all around the world to let you know what are the best practices and cool ideas that you can implement for your startups. Robin, would you be able to tell our listeners who you are and what Pretzel Kids does and how it works? Sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Pretzel Kids. We are a nationwide, actually now worldwide, kids yoga company offering classes, trainings, and other products related to kids yoga and mindfulness. So that's in a nutshell who we are and what we do. Basically, we now have a branded curriculum and a web platform that will help parents find our classes, will help those who wish to become a Pretzel Kids teacher take our online training and gain all of our resources to then run their own kids yoga business in their own community. And then we help schools and school directors connect with and find and hire a Pretzel Kids teacher near them. Of course, now with COVID, everything's pretty much moved online. So mm. we're, we're doing that as well. We offer online kids yoga classes. Of course, our training is totally online and digital and has been for four years. So luckily we didn't have to kind of scramble to figure that part out. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much who we are. We like to, for ease, sort of describe it as we're the Zumba for kids yoga um, because our business model is, is similar to, to that of Zumba. That's awesome. Uh, I love yoga and I honestly think that um, what you're doing sounds great since the more kids that get into yoga at an early age, the better it can be for them and their, their mentality and their their body as well. Definitely. Yep. 100%. How, out of curiosity, how difficult is it, is it doing um, kids classes versus adult classes? Like, is it hard to keep their attention or do they like, uh, are they usually pretty, uh, I suppose, focused? Well, to the easiest way to answer that is it's totally different than teaching adult classes, and it is not easy, <laughs> um, especially online. So that's a whole other, you know, whole other topic. But even just teaching kids classes live, which is what we generally do when we go into the schools or we offer a pop-up class or a class at a gym or yoga studio, is teaching the children is vastly different than teaching adults. And I think that's why what we do is so different and special because we don't expect that uh, an adult yoga teacher, someone that teaches adults, is going to be prepared to teach first graders or third graders or even middle schoolers because keeping them captivated, keeping them engaged is a totally different thing. You can't just take young kids, five-year-olds, and put them in a line and expect mm. that they're going to do an hour-long you know, class that the teacher is just sort of leading them into poses. So what we've done with Pretzel Kids with our whole curriculum and teaching, teaching method is to really focus on how to structure and manage a class in a way that works for children. So our teachers, when they take our training, are prepared to go into 
a setting with kids and effectively teach a class um, using our curriculum materials and basic system for for how to deliver that class. Awesome. I can imagine, yeah, it's a challenge, but it, it sounds like you've got a good system in place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it took a while. It's not something that you can just say, oh, I'm going to just... Um, you know, figure out a bunch of fun, you know, animal themed poses and you'll be ready to teach. It's, it's, it's more detailed than that and takes more time than that. But um, we think we've hit onto a system that really works. Our teachers are super happy and they're, they're earning more money teaching pretzel kids classes than they would just teaching a generic yoga class for kids so that makes us happy because when the teachers can be more successful, that means they're reaching more children. Definitely. And I'd love to move on to the more marketing and PR side of your business, which we're here to discuss today. And I saw on your website, you have an in-house blog post, and it seems like you have a, a large variety of topics really on there. How do you select your topics and how do you think it benefits your readers? Yeah, so our blog is... I'm really proud of our blog. I actually hands-on manage, edit, and write a lot of the stories myself. And other stories are written by guest bloggers. Some of them are written by our teachers. I have a couple content writers that work on regular content for our blog as well. And it's kind of evolved over over time. It's in the early stages of our blog, I would just sort of pick topics that were interesting to me and that I thought would be interesting to our audience, which is mainly parents, teachers, and families. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I was real, what I quickly realized is that just because a blog topic might be interesting to me or maybe some of my staff doesn't mean that we are going to attract a, a larger readership outside our maybe smaller audience. So we evolved that over time to really ask our audience questions. What, what do you want to see in our blog? So that's kind of one way we go about it as we find out what people are interested in reading, what they want to learn. But now we also use data to help us figure out what people want to read. So we'll take a look at where people are coming from on on our website, like what pages they're clicking on, what blog posts they're clicking on. And then if we see trends in that, if we see, for example, that a lot of people are interested in our stories on how to um, teach mindfulness to children, for example, that blog post, we did a blog post on that, and it really performed well, meaning people read it, we had super high traffic, So that was really an aha moment that that's a category that we should really dive into a little bit more and come up with topics that people want to read within that subject. So another thing we're doing along those same lines now um, that we didn't do initially is take a look at search results in Google. So taking a look at what are people typing into Google? What questions are they asking? And if we see that, if we want to write a story, for example, on mindfulness, like we would do some research ourselves into mindfulness and find out the questions that people are asking. What do they want to know? And once we figure out that, then we can go about figuring out the title of the blog post, what questions we should address in the blog post. So we can really offer our readers valuable information versus, oh, this is nice. 
where they might read it or might not. But if we're actually hitting on topics and answering questions that are going to either solve a problem for our reader or help them understand something better, then I think we're doing a good job with our blog. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And having looked at it, I definitely agree with you there. And it seems like you've gone about the smartest uh, way of processing things and understanding what your your readers want and kind of reverse engineering from that, yeah. like finding that topic and then working backwards from there. Correct. Another thing we're doing is before I give the story assignments, if I'm not writing it myself to one of our guest contributors or one of our teachers, I will give them an outline based on what we think is the best approach to the story. So here's what people are looking for. Please answer these questions in your story, that type of thing. So that helps the writer get a better idea of how to approach writing their story. If you're interested in seeing how Publicize can grow your startup, sign up for a free PR assessment on our website. And for a limited time only and exclusive to the loudspeaker listeners, we're giving subscribers a month free on a 12-month Publicize contract. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash lspromo. It's publicize.co slash lspromo. And with regards to PR, what PR tactics have you used to help promote your business? And would you be able to give uh, examples of results you've achieved using PR? Yeah, so, you know, PR, I think, has evolved quite a bit. So I started my career before Pretzel Kids. I was a journalist for many years. I wrote for a lot of um, magazines and national newspapers here in the United States. And Back then, it was before social media. It was before, you know, people could do all these Google searches and find whatever they wanted. So I think PR was much more personal. The PR people would reach out to the writers. They have those personal relationships. And that was kind of how it worked. And things have really changed quite a bit. And it, it, there's so much noise out there that I feel like if you just send a press release to a journalist or a writer, it will generally just get buried in their email and they'll never open it. So that's what I, my experience has been. So we've gone away from just issuing press releases because mm. we feel like that's not the best way to reach a journalist or to get press for your particular story or new product or whatever it is that you happen to be doing. I do feel like those relationships with the journalists or the media or the podcast producers or the bloggers is really key. And so if you can send them something that you feel would really interest them and their readers, I think that's way more valuable than just sending a press release to 100 media outlets. So that's kind of what I've done. So I'll find out you know, who writes about that topic. And I'll do a little bit of research myself, and then I will write to that person with a very kind of personal email about something, but not try to kind of sell them on how awesome my product is. It would be more like a trend. So, you know, mindfulness is growing in popularity right now, and here's why. And so I would offer them some valuable information and then maybe, you know, add in this is what we're doing and how we fit into this picture. So that's, that's kind of the approach I've taken. Um, another approach I've taken is just 
because I had mentioned that people do a Google search and find things that way, is kind of building out a media press area on my website. So every time we do get a really good press hit or we're mentioned in an article or I'm on a radio show or a podcast that I feel could be valuable to our audience, I will then post that up on our press page. And we've actually got some interest from that. Somebody saw something on our press page and then used that to reach out to me. Yeah. And I, I can see that in your as seen in section, which is like fantastically coupled with the testimonials that you have above it. So it really does resonate that you have this kind of social proof, not only from your clients, but also from external sources of publication. So I think that that's a really good approach. And on top of what you said, it really resonated with me when you said about how press releases aren't quite as useful as they once were, because as someone that has worked in PR for only like three years, which in the grand scheme of things, as long as like public relations has existed, is very small, but I can honestly say it really is to do with relationships because you mentioned podcast producers there. And when I get pitches for people that want to attend on my podcast, then it really is important to me that they understand like the kind of approach that we're taking with the show. And if they do right. come to the show with some some value, then of course, I definitely want to have them on, no doubt about it. And I also know that in the future, if I receive an email from them or perhaps their um, PR account manager, then I know that from previous experience, they understand what the show is about and they probably have a better understanding than someone that's just like spammed uh, a press release or just like a general kind of pitch out. So I, I think you're, you're absolutely right with those points. I, I, I definitely say uh, as someone that works in PR, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I can agree with you more. It, and it can take, it can take longer. Like I like to tell people sort of be prepared for the long game. It's not like, oh my gosh, I have a new company and I have a new product and I'm going to be all over, you know, every magazine. I find that that doesn't happen that way yeah, no, um, you're right. but you know if you have patience and keep plugging away and what you're doing is really valuable or hits upon a trend then you'll be included in more stories over time and I've seen that happening with us I mean sometimes we only get a mention so it's not that the entire article is about pretzel kids it's more about like, for example, we were just mentioned in, a, in an article in Parade Magazine, which is a huge national magazine here, as a company offering a virtual summer camp. So we were one of maybe dozens of companies that were mentioned in that article without a whole lot of detail, if anything, on what it is we do. But still, that was a great media hit because somebody can maybe see that story and then if they're interested in yoga or mindfulness, maybe then they'll go and they'll look us up. So I think it, it, all, it all helps regardless mm. of whether, you know, you're the subject of the entire story or just a small sort of mm. footnote. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I got to say congratulations because that sounds like a, a solid PR win there. Um, yeah, we were excited about it. <laughs> understandably, understandably. But I'd be also interested to know as well, like given that yoga for kids is fairly niche, has this been an advantage or a disadvantage for you trying to break into this ed tech industry? Yeah, so for us, I, I think it's been an advantage because it is so niche and there aren't a lot of people that do what we do. 
So if we were, for example, doing, you know, adult yoga, for example, there's so many companies offering trainings and classes right now and even online. But with kids yoga, there aren't as many and there aren't as many doing what we do in terms of offering all of the technology tools and functionality for our teachers. So I think that helps us come to market first and get an edge that way. So that hopefully, you know, over time when people think about kids yoga, kids yoga online, a way to find a kids yoga teacher, we will be top of mind. That, that, that's our hope. No, that makes absolute sense. And um, of course, like you said, it, it takes like a different skill set to teach kids, I would assume, as we, we spoke towards uh, yes. at the start of the, the podcast. So obviously that, that positions you as someone with a different skill set or a company with a different skill set opposed to all the others, just teaching adults, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, what insights do you have for other ed tech startups looking to build their online presence? So I, I would say to differentiate yourself somehow. I've, I mean, figure out what it is you do best and play to that and that niche and build a community. That's something that we've done and are continuing to do. And I think that really, that really helps um, you grow your, your market as well as your, your reach among your audience. We, we do that in, in various ways, but our blog, our email list, we have a Facebook group, we have other private groups for our teachers where we really try to build community for them and offer them resources. So yeah, there's a marketplace where you can hire a teacher, you can train, but to be able to offer tools beyond that. And I think if you can do that, then you're not just sort of a one-off play, but you're going to, you know, build that, that relationship with your customers over time. And I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely having that edge is important, especially when you're in an industry like obviously yoga, where it's like so, so popular that having that ability to stand out from others is, I can imagine, very advantageous. So my last question to you, What's next for Pretzel Kids? What's on the horizon for you guys? Are you building an app or looking to partner up or going for funding? Yeah, I mean, COVID sort of threw us for a loop as it did most companies. So right now we've kind of focused on doubling down our efforts to expand our online classes. So like I mentioned, we already had the way to train teachers virtually, but once they are trained, we want to be able to offer them expanded tools to start teaching right away. And in order to do that, we've partnered up with several companies that already have great digital platforms built in for offering classes to kids. So this has been something we've been really pushing out to our teachers is that now all of our teachers who are part of our, our membership and teaching network can take advantage of these partner opportunities as another way to teach their classes. So that's been something we've worked on over the past couple months since COVID hit, and we're going to continue to push, push that out. And that's really kind of our priority right now in this moment. We will be looking for funding in the, in the near future, but right now we're, we're kind of doubled down and focused on offering more resources through our partners. Awesome. Excellent. And, uh, 
I will say I wish you the best of luck on that. It sounds like you're making all the right moves. And if people do want to follow you, I know earlier you mentioned like you have your blog and a, a newsletter and, and Facebook page. Like how can people find you if they want to get in touch or become a, a part of your following? <laughs> yeah, so I think the easiest way is just to go to our website, which is pretzelkids.com, P-R-E-T-Z-E-L-K-I-D-S, exactly how it's supposed to be spelled, .com. And there you can find all of our social links. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn. And you can also reach me directly at Robin, with a Y, R-O-B-Y-N, at pretzelkids.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Robin. And I wish you all the best of luck. You're doing some great things because the more kids that learn yoga, well, it can only be a good thing, I'm sure. Thank you very much.